USA Wealth Group Inc. presents Money Wise with the Money Guys. Ray Lance and Pete Lance are your hosts for the next hour, talking retirement topics and having the retirement conversation for those at or nearing retirement. For more than 20 years, USA Wealth Group has been committed to helping families protect and grow their wealth by providing safe and effective strategies. The conversation starts now. Welcome to Money Wise Radio. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to MoneyWise. We are always happy to be a guest in your bedroom or your living room or wherever you happen to listen to your radio on a Sunday morning, maybe even in your car. So I'd like to say a special good morning to attorney Michael Coleman. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Nice to have you here. Thank you. Um, I guess I always say it's nice to be here when somebody tells me that. Nice to be here. It's nice to be here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Oh, sure. Um, Michael, do you know how serious a problem inflation is? I've heard stories, yeah. yeah. Well, we have not had real inflation now for a little while, but inflation is a real serious thing, ladies and gentlemen. So first of all, think about the buying power of your money. Even today I was looking at some news stories saying about what the price of milk and bread and other commodities and staples are. Uh, They're all rising all the costs are rising. Cost of gasoline is rising. The average price of gasoline in this country right now is back over $3 again. And of course, prices tend to get boosted up when it's holiday time and heavy travel time and so forth. But we're going to be in for a real shock. If you've got money in the bank right now, sometimes we call that lazy money. And I'm going to talk to you about a little chart later that uh, Brody's going to bring in for me which has to do with what you earn in a bank and how long does it take to double your money. We have that in a little handout thing that Janet gives to clients sometimes. And if you make a half a percent interest on your money in the bank right now, which you're not, you're not even making that, guess how long it takes, Mike, to double your money? 144 years. Oh, boy. Wow. So if you leave the money in there, it's compounding. It's compounding at one half percent. Mm -hmm. Takes 144 years for your money to double. Right. On the other hand, if you are making 7% return on your money, on on your investment, your money will double in roughly 10 years. Hmm. So where to put your money and how to put your money and how to be safe and how to be protected are really important things. But I can tell you one place where you're losing money right now, and that's in the bank. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, I-bonds that you can get from the U.S. Treasury Department are currently paying a a flat 3.5%. It's better than the bank. It's much better than the bank. And uh, Peter Lance, who works for USA Wealth Group, can help folks negotiate that if you have interest. Mm -hmm. And we actually work with a number of financial companies that will offer 3% Guaranteed returns fixed for five years. Mm-hmm. Again, a lot's better. Much better. But inflation is going to be a real serious thing uh, very shortly. It's starting to rear its ugly head right now. We have something called the important rule of 72. If anybody would like a copy of this little chart, the basic question is how long does it take to double your money at various interest rates? It's attributed to Albert Einstein. He considered it his greatest discovery and the most powerful force on Earth. So basically, the rule of 72 says you divide 72 by the interest rate, and it tells you how many years it takes to double your money. So as I said, one half percent interest rate, your money will double in 144 years. At 4% interest rate, it takes 18 years to double your money. Hmm. And then add inflation to that as well, and it's really pretty tough. Yeah. So as we begin today, we want to talk about inflation. Uh, U.S. inflation is about to give us a shock in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a little simple thing that you think about once in a while or somebody says, gee, everything is costing more money. Mm-hmm. It's real. It impacts people on fixed income uh, much more heavily. It impacts people on retirement income much more heavily. Mm-hmm. And if you're not concerned about inflation, you're going to be pretty soon. Milton Friedman was a famous economist, and he once said, inflation is taxation without legislation. Hmm. 
And there's been a lot of interesting books written over the years on that particular subject. So very recently, an article within the last two weeks, and I'm trying to see where this was published, basically says U.S. inflation climbs to the highest rate since 2008. And we are the world's largest economy as we start to recover from the coronavirus and so forth. Consumer price indexes are up 5% in May, uh, up to the annual rate of 5% in May. It was 4.2% in April, and we're now at the highest rate since 2008, according to Bureau of Labor Statistics. This is a really serious thing. We're going to talk a little bit about what does inflation mean? What is it? In real simple terms, I guess you can say that inflation is simply everything is going to cost you more money. Mm -hmm. And if your income isn't keeping pace with inflation, then you're in problems. You're in real trouble. I know in 2008, obviously, there was a real problem with the housing market. And I think that's right. similar to what's happening now. I know uh, here we help people sell properties on the legal side of things. Right. And we see that the prices of homes are going up dramatically recently. Well, it's and it's um, it's way out of sight. It's unusual. Nobody could have forecast yeah. this. I've mentioned this before, but I'm going to mention it once again. Way back around 1970, 1971, I guess I bought my first house. I paid $21,700 for it. Mm -hmm. It was three bedrooms, one and a half baths. The interesting thing is my combined income of me and attorney Tenny Lance at that time was about $22,000 a year we made. Jeez. And so our annual income together uh, was a little bit higher, just slightly higher than what the cost of our house was. Wow. I can't imagine that. I mean. No. <laughs> so that same house today would probably sell, I would, well, a year ago I would have said it would sell for a three fifty, four hundred thousand dollars. Right now, that's probably a four fifty, five hundred thousand dollar house. Yeah, and it's nuts. And you're not going to see a couple walk through the door with four or five hundred thousand dollars of income to be able to buy that house. Right. So that's inflation. Yep. The housing market is is greatly inflated right now. Um, it's anybody's guess, but my prediction is that we're in very much of a bubble with real estate. We're mm -hmm. going to see it, you know, burst at some point. We're going to see. People who have bought houses and real estate for really high prices, we're mm -hmm. going to see those prices uh, crash. I know in 2008, there was the mortgage rates were really low, and there were adjustable rate mortgages, and that really became a problem later on when the house values went up right. and the mortgage rates went back up, and the people who bought these houses for such low rates then couldn't afford them, and mm -hmm. then they were underwater right. because the house values went below <laughs> the mortgage amounts. And then we had foreclosures and yeah. everything else. Horrible. Well, real estate goes in cycles. Um, inflation goes in cycles. And um, there are some interesting books that have been written on this subject. We may talk about a couple of them. Did you ever hear of a guy named Vladimir Lenin mm -hmm. in the Soviet Union? Yep. So he once said, the way to crush the bourgeoisie is to grind them between the millstones of taxation and inflation. Hmm. So think about that. That's a, a Russian uh, talking about that, you know, years and years and years ago. To crush the bourgeoisie. Yep. So the bourgeoisie were the rich people, correct? Uh, or the middle class. Yeah. Or middle class. Okay. Yep. All right. Grind them between the millstones of taxation and inflation. Hmm. So today we have um, uh, a lot of discussion about inflation. So we know that we're at the highest rate since uh, 2008, roughly 12, 13 years. Prices are going up right now just in the last couple of weeks by 5% almost across the board. Gas um, prices are up too. Gas prices are up. Mm -hmm. How about buying a car? Is it a good time to buy a car right now, Mike? I wouldn't say so. I don't know. I'm not in the market for a car. but. <laughs> so I'll tell you some funny things about buying a car today. I remember once, years and years ago, when I was younger, my, my father went in and bought a car, and he paid the sticker price, and everybody thought he was uh, really not very sensible when he did that, mm. and he didn't know enough to ask and to try to negotiate. How many people a year ago would have paid the sticker price for a car? Not many. No. Guess what they're doing today? Uh, they're charging the sticker price 
or some unscrupulous dealers are charging higher than the sticker price. Why would people be willing to pay that now? Because there's such a shortage of vehicles. Yep, and uh, Pete Lance has just joined us as well. There's a shortage of supply. Yeah, but why sell your car then? Well, that's (laughs) happening also. So guess what happened? A lot of the car dealers... A year ago, when they thought they weren't going to, car, car rental dealers, when they weren't going to be able to rent their cars because nobody was traveling, you know what they did? They sold off their car fleets and got rid of their used cars. Okay. And so. guess what's happening right now? It's really tough to find a rental car to buy, mm-hmm. to, to rent, if you yeah. want to rent a car yeah. at an airport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, my car is a year and a half old, and it's worth far more than when I bought it mm. right now. It's and one, one other quick story. Tenny has a car that was a leased vehicle. The lease is up in a month, and she can get more for the car than what she would have to pay if she were to buy it. Mm-hmm. The problem is she can't get a new car to buy, right. so we're looking at probably buying out the lease and keeping the car for a few more years. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen to lots and lots of people. So inflation is doing all kinds of wacky things. Try to buy a house today if you can find it, as we were just talking about before you came in, Pete. It's a horrible idea to buy a house right now, I think. I think so. Yeah. But what do you do if you have no place to go? And what do you do if you said, well, I can sell my house and make a big profit? Then where are you going to live? Yeah. So it's it's really an odd, odd time, isn't it? It is. It definitely is the best time to sell a home if you have a place to live. But not many people have that option. I've heard some mm-hmm. people saying that, well, I mean, even RV prices have gone way through the roof. But Everything I know is. some people that had bought Sold, sold their home and lived, or living in an RV for a year or two. Mm-hmm. Yep. I wonder if it's the same people that I know. Because I've <laughs> had people doing that. And they've actually checked out school systems across the country where they're going to put their kids in school for a few months at a time. I'm sure different areas of the country are experiencing different levels of inflation. It must be different in uh, you know, places that are lower populations. or Right. But what do you do if you're on a fixed income and... Your income isn't going to change. You're going to have a problem, aren't you? We're going to talk about that in a little bit more detail right after a short break of how do you get by in a time of rising prices and rising inflation. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned. You're listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys, hosted by Ray Lance and Pete Lance. If you have questions about retirement, call today, 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858 for a consultation or a second opinion on your current retirement plan. 508-998-8858. And now, back to Money Wise with the Money Guys. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. So we've given you some bad news this morning, which is that U.S. inflation rate right now is the highest in 12 or 13 years. Prices have surged to an annual increase level of 5% annually per year. So that doesn't sound like a big number, does it, when you say 5%? Mm-hmm. But if you're on fixed income, it does, because it means your buying power is less. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to afford to buy as much. I think we may end up at a time when people are going to think much more seriously about maybe growing more of their own vegetables just as a way of survival. I think we're going to have a crash. (laughs) I think things are going to go back down, just like they did in 2008. Well, the one thing that we've learned from history is that approximately every eight or ten years, the market, the stock market takes a huge drop in price and value. And when that happens, the people who are not prepared and people who have a lot of money in that direction, they're going to lose a lot, and it'll take a long time to recover. Mm-hmm. And here's one quick example of how long it could take. In 2008, which was a major crash, um, people lost as much as 30 to 50% of the values. And they got it all back, but it took 10 years for the market to come back up to where it was in 2008. Mm-hmm. And that means you really didn't make anything during that time. You were just getting back to even. So are you telling people to sell 
No, sell stock or, you know, Well, we have to be careful about that kind of blanket (laughs) advice. Okay. What I will tell people very simply is that you really need to sit down and take a look at your portfolio, take a look at your legal documents, and make sure you're prepared. Because if you're not prepared, you're going to get burned. The biggest thing that I like to show people is a Morningstar report and especially a stress test. And what that does is shows how your portfolio is performing based against the S&P as a benchmark. And I think more importantly, it shows what would happen if another financial crisis were to happen like in 2008 and into 2009. And I haven't seen many uh, stress tests where people were not losing at least 30% of their portfolio. And most cases, it's more like 50%. So then, Pete, it's a very straight question you can ask back to people. You can say, if we had another event like 2008 or even like at the beginning of 2020, and your the value of your portfolio were to go down by 30%, would that bother you? Would that be a problem for you? Yep, exactly. And That's- if the answer is yes, then you need to think about rebalancing your portfolio or putting your money into something that maybe is safer and conservative. And it also depends on your age and you know how much you have in the market as well. And by the way, um, you can give uh, Pete a call at 508-998-8858. Make an appointment to come see him. Review your assets, your liabilities, your budget, your expenses. And he will be able to give you some very clear, specific recommendations. So here's a fellow named Sam Ewing who once said, inflation is when you pay $15 for the $10 haircut you used to get for $5 when you had hair. Does that apply to anybody here? <laughs> I get it. It's just a little annoying to have to think about. and But yeah, that's true. Most well, men by the age of 35 do start losing their hair. Hmm. Well, but no, inflation is real and it's it's really bad uh, right now. So uh, there are some things that you can do to help with that. And one of the things is to get your lazy money working for you, which we talk about all the time. If you have money sitting in the bank or a CD or safe deposit box or in your home, that's with what's going on with inflation. You're really doing yourself a disservice. Well, I guess you could say that inflation is like getting a haircut that you didn't want. And then hoping that it'll grow back soon. Okay. Do you like that one? No. No. Okay, you don't like that one. All right. Well, let's talk about some more specifics then. Uh, how, do, how does one measure inflation? Well, we have something in this country called the CPI or the Consumer Price Index. Sounds boring, but you got to pay attention to that. That basically is they have like a basket of goods uh, and they measure how much the those basket of goods cost in 2010 versus, you know, right now, 2021. Well, inflation is, is really a function of the money supply, the monetary supply. I'm not an economist. I don't want to get into the details of all that. But the Federal Reserve has a lot to do with controlling inflation and deciding, is it important to have more people enter the job market because they're going to pay taxes and contribute to the economy? And if that happens, does that mean that prices are going to go up? So do you have to trade off higher unemployment for maybe a little bit more inflation? Mm -hmm. But along the way, once inflation starts, and it has now, everybody's going to pay the price for inflation. And especially, as I said, anybody who's on fixed income. Um, Mike, you work primarily, obviously, in the legal field, Mm -hmm. and we work primarily on this side of the table, on the financial field, but we always work together, and the one thing I always like to tell folks is that there's some really good reports that you can get by just calling into the office. You can call attorney Mike Coleman, or you can call attorney Tenny Lance, or you can call Shannon, or other folks that work there, and they've got information on... Uh, estate planning and nursing home protection. By the way, if you want to talk about inflation, mm-hmm. what does it cost for one month in a nursing home right now compared mm-hmm. to what it used to be? It's about twelve to $15,000 per month. Right. I guess that would eat up your money pretty quickly. It would. So if that's a concern, you should get some advice. Yeah, I know someone in a nursing home now, it's $14,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's crazy. Yep, it is. And who can afford that? And then you have to qualify for Medicaid if you run out of money, if you've 
gone through your assets. So anyway, the law firm has something called Your Guide to Medicaid Benefits, um, Estate and Long-Term Care Protection, Your Guide to Veterans Benefits. And if anybody is interested in one of these brochures, give a call to Mike's office at 508-998-8800. In a couple minutes, we'll tell you about some other brochures and and reports and so forth. So let's go to this uh, tab number 10 that we have today, uh, gentlemen. Let's talk about that a little bit. So we're here with attorney Mike Coleman. We're here with Pete Lance, and I'm pleased to be your host, Ray Lance. Inflation, basically, if you look at our tab number 10, everything's numbered here. Um, Inflation is simply the rise in the price of goods and services over a certain period of time. Uh, Inflation, if it's low and controlled, usually helps an economy recover from a recession. We've been in a bit of a recession this past year. And if you can control inflation, um, it also generally results in increasing employment. Mm -hmm. But we have so many things at work in this country right now, don't we, Mike? Yeah, a lot of tax breaks, a lot of incentives for people not to work. Yes, stimulus checks, incentives for people not to work. In the current administration. Every single day, including today, um, I hear a story about how people in certain parts of the country are having to go from $15 an hour from construction jobs, and then they couldn't find anybody to hire. Then they went to 18 then they went to 20 then they went to $25, and then they started getting applications. Mm-hmm. So what does that do to inflation when you think about it? It means it's going to cost more to build your house, repair your house, put a new swimming pool in, put a new deck in, whatever it is you have to do, because the cost of labor is going up. So and the government's giving up more and more money. Yes, it is. Which doesn't really make sense if you want people to work. You know, give out less money as incentives to stay home, I would think. Well, right. That's a big argument that I hear from people all the time, and everyone's in agreement. So why is our government not getting it and getting it through their head yet that they need to stop doing this and get people back to work. It's crazy. Uh, Everywhere you look, people are hiring. Uh, We used to get probably 100 resumes every time we put an ad in the paper or on, uh, you know, Craigslist and Indeed. We got two resumes for one position that we had advertised about a month ago. It's nobody wants to work. Mm -hmm. And and everybody's everybody who owns a business is looking for work. Well, it's a very complicated bundle of affairs when you think about it. You had some people who would not be able to pay their rent. Of course, the rent moratorium has still been in effect. Um, Or couldn't pay to support themselves. Maybe they were laid off because of the pandemic. And so I guess you could argue on the one hand that there was a need to pay some support to help people who couldn't work because their job wasn't there. But we mentioned earlier the consumer price index is how we measure a certain basket of basic goods and services, everything from food, energy, clothing, and housing. And what the cost of those things then makes up the consumer price index. And if that consumer price index goes up over the previous years, then that means inflation is increasing by that amount of money. So, for example, if the CPI, the consumer price index, went up, 3% over the prior year's level, then inflation would be pegged at 3%. It also means the purchasing power of what you can buy with your dollar has gone down by 3%. So the government tracks all this. The Federal Reserve in particular tries to adjust monetary policy. And so your government is out there doing these things to try to prevent the economy from crashing. Uh, We've had bailouts in the last few years. We've had all kinds of financial tinkering. It's a complicated world. And the reason for mentioning these things, very simply, is to tell everyone, get prepared. Think about this as a real threat to your family and not just something that people are talking about on television. If you've gone to the grocery store recently, you know that everything is costing you more money. Yeah. And there's a, there's something that's been going on that uh, it's very people are very much aware of it who are in the know, but most consumers are not. Uh, it's called shrinkflation uh, or downsizing. Sounds like a horror movie. And what it is is 
you know, basically uh, companies are making the size of their products smaller or um, putting less in the package. Cereal is a big one. I'm reading an article that talks about how a lot of cereals went from 19.3 ounces to 18.1 ounces and, you know, kept the price the same, but it's really not the same. You're paying more because you're getting less, you know, in the cereal box. Mm -hmm. And so that's a really big thing that goes on all the time. And it's, it's really sneaky and most people are not aware of it. There's a website you can go on and check it out called Mouse Print to see about um, you know, these companies that, that are doing this and, and maybe boycott those products. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in just one moment. We're going to talk about what it means today if you buy a bottle of pills in a drugstore that's half full. Stay tuned. This is Money Wise Radio with Ray and Pete Lance, powered by the USA Wealth Group. Collectively, more than 80 years of experience helping clients define and plan for their retirement goals. To begin a retirement consultation, call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to our special show on inflation. We're here with your host, Ray Lance, and Pete Lance. We're here with attorney Mike Coleman. We're talking about this unpleasant subject of inflation. And my biggest summary message on inflation today would be, you better believe it, because inflation is here now, and it's only going to get worse. And uh, it's a it's a difficult subject in a way, isn't it, guys? Because when we talk about inflation, we have to talk about the consumer price index and What's the Federal Reserve doing? Mm -hmm. And what's the best place to put your money right now so that it won't be impacted by inflation? And we're, we're essentially an economy that's regulated by the United States government, mm -hmm. by the Treasury Department, by the banks, by the Federal Reserve in particular. So you were talking before about uh, shrinkflation, Pete. I like that title. Yeah, it was first... Um Credited to uh, a consumer advocate, uh, his name is uh, Dworsky, and he, like I said, he created a website so, so people can find out about uh, you know these companies that are really doing bad things for consumers and putting the money in there. Yeah, it's very sneaky. And he said that it's everything from cocoa puffs to um, Charmin toilet paper, and that they actually just reduced. The size of the Charmin toilet paper even oh my God. Uh, smaller, and he said that's he <laughs> says talk about a crappy deal. Um, Doritos, baby shampoo, ranch dressing—you know, there's all kinds of products that these companies are putting less in the packages and uh, you know keeping it quote unquote the same price. So one of my favorite things over the years has been um, honey made uh, graham crackers. And they come in this little bluish purple box and big pictures of the grain crackers on the front. Mm -hmm. And I've enjoyed those since I was a little kid. My mother used to buy them. We used to dunk them in milk. Later, we'd dunk them in coffee. And they were just a wonderful thing to have after your breakfast. It would fill you up. Mm -hmm. Take a look at the graham crackers. They've all shrunk in size. Hmm. They're like maybe 90%, 80% of the size that they used to be. Yeah. And it's visibly noticeable. How many times recently have you gone into a store and bought a bottle of vitamins, and you get this big box, and you take out the box, and it has a big bottle in it, and you open up the bottle, and you look at it, and it's half full. Mm. They're still trying to trick the consumer into thinking that you're getting a big box with a big bottle of vitamins, mm -hmm. but you're not. Right. Yeah, no, that's... Always the way. So this article is actually very new. It's within the last few days. And, uh, you know, another consumer went into a grocery store and saw that there was a taller box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch than what he normally gets. He gets it all the time for his, his uh, kids. And it was a taller box, but he's a consumer advocate and he knew, knew what weight it was. And he looked at the box and it was, so it looks like it's bigger, but it's actually less uh, product inside the box. And so, you know, people put up a big stink about it. And General Mills said that it was because of the rising cost of ingredients and packaging and labor and trucking. And so they were forced to do this. But it's really shady to do it. Hmm. Well, um, is it 
Nabisco that is now owned by a Mexican conglomerate. It's no longer a U.S. company. Is it? Yeah, I read that they had uh, 600 people working in a plant in the Chicago area. Hmm. They all got laid off. They moved the entire operation to Mexico for production. Hmm. Hmm. So a lot of that happens, too. This is really shocking, though. This is the most shocking thing I've heard today, Pete, about the, the original Charmin roll of toilet paper had 650 sheets. Now you have to pay extra to get mega rolls or super mega rolls. That don't even have the same 650 sheets And they anymore. have even fewer sheets. <laughs> and then says to add insult to injury, they shrunk the size of the, of the sheets. Hmm. So pay attention, ladies and gentlemen. And that's what they're saying is that with inflation and, you know, with the, the rise of, of cost for producing and manufacturing some of these things, they may actually, they're talking about, inc- they may actually increase the cost of these cereals and other products that you get at the grocery store and everywhere else while also shrinking the size of things or the amount of things. So it's a double whammy. You're getting less and you're mm. paying more. Yeah. Well, and this isn't just us talking or describing things. This is an article as recently as June 26, 19, excuse me, June 26, 2021 in the Wall Street Journal. And it says, on inflation... This time it's different. The Fed and a host of others have been expecting higher prices for years. They may finally be right. So we've, we've given some very good specific examples, cars being one of the most uh, noteworthy. Uh, and real estate, obviously, we talked about that earlier before you came in, Pete. But uh, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, uh, all the commentators, all the news reporters, the Wall Street Journal, Everybody is saying to get ready for inflation. I have about five different properties that I'm either helping clients sell or helping to purchase. And, uh, you know, I know you guys talked about this already, but it's without a doubt the craziest market I've ever seen. I've been a real estate broker since 2005. So 16 years, not, you know, an enormous amount of time, but I've never seen anything like this. And I've talked to agents and brokers who have been in the business longer than I have, and they say the same thing, that it's just the craziest market ever. I've uh, really discouraged a few of my clients from purchasing a home right now. But as you said before, um, Dad, I think in the second segment that some people just don't have any other choice. I've got one client who lives in an apartment and the neighbors have become so unruly, they have to call the management company on them all the time. They're constantly, and, and now they think purposely, making noise as much as possible as loud as possible and throughout as much of the day as possible. Yeah, that's tough. I've been there before when I was younger in my uh, career and had noisy neighbors who would arrive home at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning from a travel trip mm-hmm. and just drop suitcases on the floor. Yeah. So I know what that's like. Mm-hmm. No, people need a place to live. We don't have a, we're short a half a million houses in the country right now. Mm-hmm. And new houses are not being constructed as fast as they should be because we can't get people to work, and the cost of materials is too high. Mm-hmm. Yep. Another in- unintended consequence of inflation. I have a friend who just came back from Hawaii. I think it was uh, Maui, and she said that they have a, a even bigger problem over there than people, you know, on the mainland realize. Um, they rely so much on tourism that because of COVID, their economy went really downhill, and a lot of people were really struggling, and they also. Once people started traveling again, um, they were having a hard time getting supplies um, from the mainland to, you know, food for the restaurants and, you know, things for the shops and everything else. Most everything has to be imported. And, yeah, so most everything has to be imported. So they've got a real shortage of of stuff, um, you know, materials and supplies and food. Um, And to add, add insult to injury, a lot of the people moved off of the islands. Um, and went back to live with family over in the mainland because they didn't have any jobs. So now that the economy, is, not the economy, but the, uh, the, the tourism industry is booming again over there, the restaurants especially are having a really hard time getting workers. So there's major, you know, it's hard to get a, a restaurant reservation because they're, you know, having their tables at like 50% capacity right now because they just cannot service full capacity. Um, and it's a real problem over there, apparently. We're going to talk about some of the things that you can do. What, what are some of the things you could do if you're concerned about inflation, which we think you should be concerned about? Um, and I'm going to ask one quick question. Um, you know, actually, I'm going to talk about gas lines in just a minute. We won't talk about gas lines just yet. 
But um, what are some of the things that people should do, first of all? Number one, get your estate plan checked out and make Mm -hmm. sure it's updated because you don't know what's going to happen to you. You don't know what's going to happen in your family. Make sure your estate plan is up to date. Give Mike Coleman a call at 508-998-8800. Peter, you talked earlier about doing a Morningstar analysis. That's nothing more than bring in your list of your assets. If you have stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, get them checked out. Find out whether you are really at risk um, if we have another stock market decline. Stock markets go down about every eight or ten years in a very significant way. Yeah, and I don't charge to do that. So at a minimum, give Peter Lance a call, 508-998-8858. It goes into much more detail than what we described earlier. It, It breaks down so many different things that most people listening wouldn't have any clue what I'm talking about. It's, you know, it goes into alpha, you know, your alpha, and uh, it, go, it goes into more helpful things also like, you know, the bond ratings for bonds, if you have bonds in your portfolio. Um, there's a lot of times I see people with bonds that are not rated very well, and uh, sometimes I, uh, it's like 40% of the bond portfolio is not rated at all. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad bonds or that they're, you know, junk bonds, but it could be. It could be a, a bad thing if you have non-rated bonds. But you ought to know what you're invested in. You ought to know what your risk is. And the question would be asked to you after the analysis is done, um, are you okay if you took a 30% reduction in the value of your investments? Would and that impact you a lot? And that's the key takeaway that I talked about earlier. But you know, it goes into your best three months versus your worst three months, your best five-year period versus your worst five-year period. And it, it goes into a ton of detail, but... There's really usually only a half a dozen things that I like to point out. So the number of questions that could be asked, I suppose, Pete, is this a time when you think you should be at least taking a look at your portfolio, whatever you've got? Is it a safe time to get money into bonds? Well, we're at really low interest rates right now, aren't we, Pete? Historically low interest rates. We are. Uh, It's not a good time to be in bonds. But they're going to go up again, right? Rates are going to go up. Yep. What happens when interest rates go up? What happens to bond values? It's an inverse reaction. So bond values go down. Yep. So don't think that you've got bonds and you're safe. Maybe you need to analyze it and uh, let Peter know. It's like a seesaw if you think about it with the price of bonds and inflation. It's probably not a good description, not a bad description for the economy. We're going to come back in just a minute and uh, conclude with some other very particular ideas. We're going to talk about a time when America took to the streets to protest inflation in the 60s and the 70s. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Money Wise is in many places. If you missed a minute of the show or want to listen to past episodes of Money Wise, go online to usawealthgroup.com and click on the radio page. That's usawealthgroup.com. This is Money Wise Radio. Welcome back again, Attorney Mike Coleman. Yep. And Mike, we're talking primarily about inflation today, as you know, but I'm sure you've seen clients who come in to do their estate plans that have questions about this sometimes also. And it's an issue for everybody today, Mm -hmm. isn't it, really? It could be an issue for our clients for estate tax purposes. Mm -hmm. Maybe if the value of their estates go up over time, sure. So if the value of the real estate goes up, this is an interesting thought. If the value of their house goes up because the real estate market is unusually high right now, mm-hmm. it might kick them into a estate taxable category where if something happens to them, their family is going to end up paying estate taxes. Right. Right. Absolutely. That's another reason to review your estate plan, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that one before. Mm. It's always a good idea to ask yourself the question, am I in a good position right now or could I be in a better position? Am I in a safe position right now, or could I be in a safer position? Mm-hmm. But inflation is coming, whether we like it or not. 
and it will impact everybody's uh, investments, their assets. If you're on fixed income and you've got other things that are helping you generate money, you need to take a look at that. Here's a thought too, Pete. Sometimes if we've got people who are getting closer to retirement, and as long as they're age 59 and a half, maybe they should be taking some money out of their 401k or their 403b at work and putting it into something that's not quite so risky. Because even while they're working and they're thinking that they're going to retire in four years perhaps, and inflation starts to hit or the economy starts to change, maybe they're not going to be able to get out of the stock market later and they're going to still lose money even though they're working and they think, well, I don't know anything about my 401k. So you can look at their 401k even if they're working. Correct. I can do a Morningstar analysis on that as well. Um, We have done very often in-service distributions for people for exactly that reason. Um, In some cases, and depending on your age, Uh, And depending on the 401k plan, you can do uh, what's called an in-service distribution. And we've done that, again, a lot of times where people are getting close to retirement. They've got a large 401k. They're concerned about if the stock market has a major correction. They won't have 10 years to have those um, that portfolio, that 401k, build back up again. We can take a large portion, sometimes almost all of it, out of the 401k and put it into something that cannot lose any principal and still can see some very good returns. And what I want to mention is that uh, I, I talked about this just a minute ago. This is not just us trying to stir people up or scare people. It's every major publication that we look at right now in the last few months especially has been talking about this subject. So here's again the headlines, front page story, Monday, May 24th, 2021 from the Wall Street Journal. Signs of inflation threaten investors' portfolios. Fears blunt the market rally, and people are looking for alternatives. Yeah, and some of the other articles that we have here, like I said before, are all very recent. Uh, That's a little bit um, a few months ago now. We've got articles here from June 29th, 2021, July 5th, 2021. July 6, 2021. So there's a lot of information coming out and being published because of the real fear of, um, you know, A, a market correction, and B, what we've been talking mostly about today, inflation. So I wonder how many people remember gas lines. Do you remember gas lines at all, Mike? I don't. You don't remember it? Okay. I <laughs> certainly do. And fortunately, it didn't hit us too much here, but in lots of parts of the country. People had to wait in long, long, long lines going around blocks sometimes just to get gasoline. And it wasn't just supply. It was also the pricing. What do people do if there's a hurricane or a tropical storm or something coming? They run out to the grocery store, first of all, and they stock up on supplies. The next thing they do is they go to the gas station and they fill their gas tanks because what happens if the gas tanks or shut down or run out of supply because trucks can't get to the gas stations. And so people panic, and they do last-minute preparation, don't they? Mm. Right? Always. You, you take the chairs off your even if it's porch or your deck, and you, yeah. you well, lay them on the side. You. That's the case, though. Even if it's going to snow two or three inches, people go out and they mm. run out and get supplies. Right. <laughs> and sometimes you'll see you know, all the milk is gone from a particular store. That's what happens during inflation, too. All of a sudden, people get afraid about prices. I had forgotten some of this, and you're probably too young to remember, you guys. This is another article from the Wall Street Journal on June 12th, uh, 2021, Saturday and Sunday edition. And it has a picture of uh, a bunch of women holding signs. And one sign says, lower food prices or close your doors. The next one says, we don't need you if you don't need us. And the third one says, our pensions are limited. Why not your prices? Mm. And the article says, when Americans took to the streets over inflation. And this was in the 60s and the 70s. Spiraling prices for staples like meat and gasoline wreaked havoc on the U.S. economy. Thanks to political and policy mistakes that offer a warning for today. So this is in 1966. Um, half of our U.S. population right now was born after 1981 in this country. Hmm. 
So half of everybody listening today was born after 1981. That's the last time we had double-digit consumer uh, price increases. Hmm. Right now we're at 5% on an annualized basis. So this happened in 1966. There were marches and boycotts and protests over food prices and prices of coffee and meat and all kinds of things. Well, that's when most of Americans had a backbone, too. Well, I'm not sure what that means exactly. So I guess we won't get into a lot of political comments today. But people don't have a memory of those times because half the population wasn't around and living at that time. Hmm. The other thing that's happening right now, and it's because of an outside force called a pandemic and COVID-19, um, June 26, 2021, a mass migration to the exurbs remakes America. So one of the things that happened in popular white-collar cities, people were panicked and afraid of being in close, confined areas and getting the virus, the coronavirus. And people started pushing out to the suburbs. Mm. And that's happening, and that's helped to increase the prices on the real estate, hasn't it, Pete? Absolutely, and we've certainly seen quite a lot of that. There's a lot of people that uh, fled New York City. Um, You know, some people got into trouble for doing it uh, without they were supposed to quarantine, and they just, you know, even up in this area, there were quite a few New York families that got into trouble for coming in here and potentially exposing people around here when the, the, the virus was so strong and prevalent in New York City. Um, and that was at the time when people were much more fearful about just how easily it was to get COVID and, and that basically if you got it, it was a death sentence no matter what. Um, but still, there was a lot of that going on and, and, and even more so as things went on just because people didn't realize that they didn't want to live in the city with all those people. So we don't want to, you know try to create a chorus of fears, but we want to make sure that people think about what can I do to get prepared? What can I do to get ready? Uh, Thomas Sowell once said, inflation is a way to take people's wealth from them without having to openly raise taxes. Inflation is the most universal tax of all. We've been through this before, like you said, you know, maybe the 70s, but this is, we've had a global pandemic. (laughs) Yes, no, we have. hundred years ago. This sure, we had the SARS. Something happened. We had the, oh, yeah, the bat or the bird vaccine. Yeah. Spanish flu, the SARS. The Spanish flu was in uh, 1918. Yeah, we should look to see what happened after those. You know, there are crashes, market corrections, right. and then things come back. So, But that's a really important point, you know, Mike, because things don't stay the same. Things go in cycles. Right. And if you want to get ahead of the curve, get prepared. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that simple. Well, uh, Victor Borga, you ever remember who Victor Borga was? He was a famous Danish pianist, and he was a humorist. Oh, yeah, I loved him. He's one he of my favorites. Terrific. <laughs> I've never heard the name in my life. <laughs> oh, then I'm, you go to watch YouTube. Look it up on YouTube. You will love it. The guy was hysterical. Even today, he's hysterical. What time period was he around? He'd go to sit down at the piano bench and fall on the floor and stuff like that. And he was a superb. Is this 1920s? Uh, no, I wasn't around then. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I never said that you liked him. You just asked me if I knew who he was, and I've never heard of him. I, so, all I can think of is like Charlie Chaplin, black and white type of... No, look it up in your YouTube. No, I would say he was probably in the 30s and 40s. He said, I don't mind going back to daylight savings time. With inflation, the hour will be the only thing I've saved all year. Mm-hmm. So, but you got to watch him. I mean, even today he's entertaining, I promise you. So as we wind down today, ladies and gentlemen, we want to basically say we've got a lot of good material for you. It doesn't cost anything to sit down and have a conference with Mike and make sure that your estate planning is doing what you want it to do. Make sure your documents are up to date. When's the last time you took a look at them? So give Mike a call mm-hmm. at uh, what number, Mike? 508-998-8800. Yep, and thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. Well, give Peter a call and say... I'd like to know, am I making any money? Am I losing money? Do I stand the risk of losing money? Can you help me analyze my entire portfolio of assets? And we continue to see a lot of people, don't we, Pete, who just have too much money sitting in the bank. Yeah, almost every single person that comes in the door. um, Way too much in CDs or bank accounts. 
And the typical interest rate in savings accounts right now is two-tenths of 1%. Mm -hmm. um, at that rate, it would take you probably 244 years to double your money. Mm -hmm. It's uh, not a good place to be necessarily. So we have to be open-minded about these things, don't we, Pete, when we talk about inflation and stuff. Richard Dawkins once said, by all means, let's be open-minded, but not so open-minded that our brains drop out. I'm not liking the quotes lately. I'm not know. liking my quotes. <laughs> can't, all right. can't lie. I'll give you one last quotation from Chris Rock. Somebody okay. I know, somebody who's actually funny. So There are only three things women need in life, food, Water and compliments. Mm. What do you know. think, Brody? You like that one? <laughs> so so. Well, thank you so much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Don't sit back and watch your money power erode. Do something. Give us a call, and we will be with you again next week on the radio. You've been listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys, Ray Lance and Pete Lance, powered by USA Wealth Group Inc. If you have questions about retirement, call today, 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. MoneyWise is also online. Go to usawealthgroup.com. That's usawealthgroup.com. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and USA Wealth Group, Inc. are not affiliated companies. Firm offers insurance services. USA Wealth Group, Inc. is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. USA Wealth Group Inc. is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. USA Wealth Group Inc. has a strategic partnership with tax professionals and attorneys who can provide legal advice. Lance Law Inc. is not affiliated with USA Wealth Group Inc. or AE Wealth Management. This radio show is a paid placement.